0: What's up, y'all? It's Zach with Living Corporate, and yes, you're listening to a B-Side, Now, I guess we've introduced the purpose of a B-Side before, but remember, every episode is what? That's right, somebody's first episode. So for our new folks, B-Sides are essentially random shows that we have in between the larger shows. It's much less structured, and somehow... That's right. You even guessed it. It's more lit. That's right. So there's lit. This is more lit than our regularly scheduled shows. Sometimes there are discussions that the hosts have. Sometimes there are extended monologues for just one particular host like myself or Ola or Latricia or Ade. Or sometimes, yes, maybe even sometimes, maybe even most times, there are special chat with a special guest. Today we have a special guest Nicholas Bailey. Nick Bailey is the editor-in-chief of Black Texas Magazine, a media outlet that is dedicated to enriching the lives of people of color across the state and beyond by connecting on a personal level through a passion for leading, fulfilling lives. Welcome to the show, man. How you doing?
1: I'm doing well. How are you? I'm
0: doing good, man. Look, let's talk about Black Texas Magazine. Where did it start? Why the name? And what are y'all trying to achieve?
1: Well, as Black Texas started kind of as a jumping point for me, uh, because prior to this, for about, well, I guess about a year prior to this, I was the online editor for a publication called Just Texas Lifestyle Magazine. Uh, great publication; uh, they've done a lot of great stuff. Um, but as I as as I got further into it, uh, I started to I started to recognize that there was a disconnect between. As my perspective and their person and the perspective that they were that they were creating, um, you know, like I I live a very different lifestyle than the people that they target. You know, I'm not accustomed to paying $300 for a charcuterie board or paying you know a thousand dollars for a you know for a grill set. Uh, I just wasn't really my it wasn't really my thing, and and I was pushing for. more relatable content for the average Texan and it it just what there was a disconnect there and so after a lot of thinking and a lot of planning uh, I decided to make the jump and create a publication for black people that was essentially the same thing uh and what and in some ways like I don't want to say that we just copy and paste the formula because unfortunately I created a lot of the formula for Texas lifestyle once I came on. Um, but, but I would say that our goal is to enrich the lives of black Texans and really Texans of all colors, uh, by, like, by exposing them to new, to new brands, new opportunities, new experiences that they may not have previously known about, or they may not have previously been as felt like were open to them. You know, cause I know for a lot of, for a lot of black people in the community, we as we almost as self-segregate with a lot of things you know we look at things as oh that's that's white people stuff we don't really we don't really mess with that uh whether it be you know simple stuff well, as the wild stuff like bungee jumping and skydiving which right I, i'm still kind of on the fence on like yeah. they, they, they they might be able to keep those <laughs> uh but but even things like you know eating at different restaurants or trying different festivals and experiences right Just really making it more palatable for, you know, for the black community, because there are plenty of people in the black community say, hey, I want to live life. I've only got one life. I want to enjoy it while I'm here. Right. And, And finding and finding the opportunities for them that will enhance their lives is really the big, the big overarching goal for us. But also highlighting the black businesses that that are trying that as well along the way
0: so so it's interesting right so I, I looked at the platform and you know i think what i was taken most aback by was the amount of content right? like you guys it as assume you guys are publishing something every single day and so talk to me a little bit about y'all's challenges and starting getting this started up and you know what goes into managing a digital magazine like how do you juggle it seems that there's a lot of hats to juggle it seems that there's a lot of things to do. And I understand that you're also working full time still. Like okay. Yes. So how do you how do you manage all of that? Uh,
1: I manage that with a lot of stress, uh, a lot of stress, not a lot of sleep okay. and, and a, an overdose of patience um because we do have a small team uh we're always looking like we're always looking for new writers to bring on board but right now we do have a small team and it's really just a matter of balancing everyone's talents and abilities uh like for the time being i take on the burden i i I take on the bulk of the burden by handling a lot of the administrative tasks so like Making sure that content is up on the website, proofreading the content, uh, gathering all of the materials. So it might be like getting the photos in order, uh, sorting it, like sorting our files and documents online. Right. Uh, I do a lot of that stuff. Um, and so I have the writers and I say, hey, I want you to focus on writing. And uh, as the plan that I have right now is really... To kind of spread uh, spread that load across a, across the team, so no one person is having to do all of the writing. Because every like, to my knowledge, everybody else is working full time somewhere as well. So what I would rather th- them do is each person write you know one or two things a month, and we can be able to keep a steady flow than expecting one person to churn out you know a new article every week. You know and with balancing it with working like I work full-time uh, and for me it's kind of difficult because I work 12-hour shifts uh, so a lot of my work is done I like guess done at night so I'm like I'm usually up until about one o'clock in the morning making sure that content is looking good there's no errors and we're going to be good to go.
0: So I have another question as a follow up right really to black the title Black Texas Magazine has anyone run up on you with if we had a white Texas Magazine that would be racist?
1: Um not that directly but I guess it's been one of those uh, side like side sideswiped questions like mm, why is it just for black people and kind of insinuating that And to that, I would say, to be honest, most of the like most of the Texas based publications we have are catered to a wide audience. And, you know, I'm not I'm not opposed to I'm not opposed to acknowledging that it may seem it may come off as a bit contentious to say this is a publication for black people. uh, You know, but at the same time, it's never been a situation of. You know, no whites allowed. Right. You know, okay. we've had we've had white contributors to our publication. We have a lot of white readers. We have readers all over the world. And most of those aren't, you know, nations of color. So I would say if they want if they asked the question or if they posed the question, if we had or the statement, if we had a white Texas magazine, that'd be racist. I would tell them. Well, let's go read Texas Highways. Let's go read Texas Monthly. Let's go read Texas Lifestyle. Uh, but the list could go on. Most publications are catering to a white audience. They like they may not be as blatant as to say it, but it's it's one of those, I would say it's one of those underlying things of once you see the subject matter, there are there are ways of siphoning out certain groups by the content.
0: Right. And you know, it's funny because I think it's easy to forget that white is the default, right? Like, it's like you don't have to call something white for it to be. That's the majority of the country is white. So most of the content out there in your any type of media is largely going to be white. Right. So you don't have to call I don't have to call something white something anything. But you do call things, you know, if there's other underrepresented groups, black, X, Y, and Z or Asian, this or Latin X or Hispanic this, because we're trying to highlight the fact that this is not the default, right? It's not what you can it's not what you immediately consider when you think about whatever audience or um, population that you're gonna be engaged. In. Okay, so let me ask you this, you know, you guys landed J Prince recently. Will you landed J Prince? But how did that happen for you guys? Like, how did it work? And how what is what was that experience like
1: uh, for me? Honestly, it was an amazing experience. Uh, I looked into it because I got an I got an email from the city of Austin about uh, an event that, uh, that they were help that they were co-hosting. Uh, it's just an evening with Jay Prince where he was just here in Austin talking about his life and I went uh, and I was like, I didn't know what to expect I was just like, man, I'm, I'm, I just want to see this guy in person, see, you know, really what he's about and just kind of, you know, measure him up, you know, instead of just looking through a screen and I, it was a cool event, the event went off really well uh, and at the end, there was a line to like you know, take a picture with him and stuff and I was like okay, cool, I am you know, I don't mind getting a picture with Jay Prince, that'd be kind of cool and so I get in line and uh, they're like as always, they're trying to sell the book or sell merchandise and stuff like that. And I, and just out of, out of, you know, spur of the moment, I'm like, I'll buy the book. And so I get the book. And when it's my turn, uh, he autographs the book and everything. And I ask him a question. Uh, and the question I ask him is, you know, hey, you, like he talks about he talked a lot about, you know, replacing IG with OGs uh, in terms of, you know, getting off of social media and really linking up with people that have done what we do before us and really gaining some knowledge from them Uh, especially like in different entertainment avenues a lot of the ogs that we came up with came up through nefarious ways you know they they sold drugs they robbed people they committed crimes to get the assets that they needed and so i asked them you know how can we look up to these ogs and get advice from them when as when we're at an age where we don't want to take those those penitentiary chances to make it into the industry. And I think it kind of it kind of put him on a spot. And he and he stopped and he said, you know what? Talk to me after the show. And so you
0: asked him you asked him that in front of a bunch of people
1: no it like it was a, it was a one-on-one thing I asked him like face to face maybe two feet away from him
0: oh my gosh well shout out to you for asking Jay Prince such a, a very pointed question to his face
1: I, I you can't get the answer you don't ask for it <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's a good point
1: <laughs> you know because because I would love to be in different industries like involved in different industries but I don't want I don't want to have to go sell coke to get the money for it straight but up. yeah you know, Trying to, but at the same time, trying to save money from a regular nine to five is a very slow process.
0: I, right and this is the thing I think people forget. Like, man, the blessing of an, an, you cannot, you cannot undervalue initial capital, man. Like, so you know, like even when you talk about Jay Z's album, the last album he dropped, right? And he was talking about how I flipped this, and this is like, well, Jay Z, man, you started off with like four hundred racks. You had four hundred thousand dollars. From the Coke game. Oh, yeah, you say. So it's like okay, yeah, if you if you gave a very ambitious you know, entrepreneurial person of color four hundred thousand dollars, man, that's gonna that could yeah, they could flip that into something too. I'm not saying they might not flip it into a billion but they get flipping into something because they have the initial capital. So to your point, like how that's just such a good question because like, okay, I'm going to talk. If I talk to, if I talk to Jay-Z for an hour, the people who say, I don't talk to Jay-Z for an hour because I don't know how to be a billionaire. It's like, well, jay Z's going to be like, well, I had initial capital of $400,000 because I sold drugs and it was tax free. So I basically, I started with, I started with a, like most black people don't have seed money, $100,000 seed money. they have, a little bit of change here and there. They scrounge up, like you said, like that they that they hold over from their full time job after paying off this and paying off that and whatever debt they have, and they have you know literally a little bit of change, not not enough money to build an empire. You know what I'm saying?
1: Absolutely. And and that was and that and as after listening to JC's album, that was one of the things that I kind of left with. I was like, you know, he talks a lot about you know these these amazing ways to do better and. And it's one of the things of, if you knew better, you'd do better. And that's cool. Like, I would love to buy a piece of art that's worth, you know, one million. Hold it until it's worth two million. Sell it when it's worth ten million. That's cool. I, I would love to be able to give that to my children. But I got to get that first million. Right. <laughs> it, it's, easy, it's easy to compound wealth once you have it. Right. And, and a lot of rappers talk about that part. But they don't really tell us how we can get the money, how we can get started without selling drugs, without robbing people. That's like, that's the, that's the link that they never give us. And I think that unfortunately that's because a lot of them don't have the answer for that. Aside from sell drugs, rob people. And that, and that's, and that's an unfortunate truth. Like I get it. That's the environment they, they came up in, but if we're trying to do better now, we need, we need new lessons.
0: Right. Right. So, so let me ask, let me ask you this. What advice would you have for black and brown folks trying to get, you know, multi effort, ventures off the ground. So you have a full-time job. You've launched a magazine. It takes multiple hands driving it and grinding It clearly, like you said earlier, it's stress. It's late nights. What are you, what advice would you have for, Folks who look like us trying to do similar things. Uh,
1: the the easiest, the, the strongest advice I would give is work together. Uh, in college, I ran a mentoring program, and one of the things that I taught was the idea of collective development. You know, especially if you're starting off with little to no capital, you're like you're working at a point where you're not getting paid. You need to find a team of people who are willing to work with you to build something up that, that benefits everybody, you know, like black Texas isn't, isn't just me. It's not the Nick Bailey show. You know, my, my byline comes up very little. Uh, for me, I look at as a plat as I'm creating a platform to advance the careers of other people, you know, because as, as we, as we gain our audience and as we, you know, get that brand retention, that brand recognition, People start coming to the website looking for other people. They're not looking for me. You know, they're looking to see, oh, let's see what's up with these movie reviews. Let's see what's up with these uh, with these fashion tips. Let's see what's up with these house uh, keeping tips. You know, what events are coming up? You know, I want I want people looking for the thoughts and ideas of other people. And I and for me, in my particular situation, I could say, hey, I can't pay you to write right now. But what I can give you is an opportunity to grow your name because not everybody has the money to start up a website you know even even the cheapest websites that aren't free aren't cheap once you get past the you know this is brand XYZ at WordPress at or dot wordpress.com and you get to just brand.com right it becomes, it becomes a different a different financial burden right and not everybody and not everybody is willing to take that risk. And I've gotten to a point where I took that risk to ideally to make it easier for other for other people. So I would say, you know, one, be willing to work together, understand, understand the vision, don't just work for anybody, but understand the vision, understand what it means for you personally and how it's going to benefit you personally, and then give it your all, you know, uh that's like, that's the truest thing that I can tell, that I can tell anyone. And also set ego aside, you know, not everybody's going to be number one and not every, and not everybody needs to be number one. You can easily do amazing as a strong number two. And what I, and what I mean by that is not everybody has to be a CEO. Not everybody has to be the founder, the president, you know, like I don't, I don't, I don't, introduce myself as the founder or CEO of Black Texas because that's not important to me you know I want this to be something much bigger than myself I'm the editor in chief which is just to say I'm the guy steering the ship right now you know I like I don't look at the I don't look at the Dallas Cowboys and think of who the owner is I look at the Cowboys and think of who are their star players you know hmm. who, who are the people that made the team great and that and that's how I look at that's how I look at Black Texas and really any business. You know, we know we know who Mark Zuckerberg is, that's cool. He ma- he made it that way. He's not the one looking at all, right, it's all this Russia info. He's not the one making sure that as you wind up in Facebook jail for some post. <laughs> all right. Those and those people may not have the fame, but they're getting a solid paycheck.
0: Right, right, right. Man, this has been dope, man. You do You have any shout outs for us? Um Ah,
1: I did not think of shout outs. Let's see. If there were if there were people I would shout out, honestly I would just give shout outs to my team. Uh, it's been like we start we launched this year, uh, mid January and it's been a wild ride along the way. Uh, I've taken risks, I've asked them to follow me and they have and we really we've really made a lot of strides this year and i'm proud to see the work they're putting in and what we're able to accomplish when we work together you know uh this is the first time that i've really steered a team like this and to see them you know putting up the hard work is honestly amazing uh i don't i would i would want to give a shout out to my family you know like i love my daughters but most importantly like my parents uh they, they have been a well of support for me uh, they've encouraged me to you know chase my dreams they've helped me when I like when I wasn't sure about myself and you know my grandma's been my day one and she's helped me in life as well but I don't know I would say I would if I had to give a specific shout out it would be to my father and that's because I uh, He he gave me the capital to get this magazine started, Hmm. you know, um, because like every every year he'll give like he'll give a gift for Christmas, uh, which really isn't a gift to me. It's more of a hey, here's here's some money for me. Give gifts for get gifts for the girls Um, because he doesn't really he doesn't really celebrate Christmas. Uh, Different religion, that's not really his thing, and so I get it. Mm -hmm. Um, But but this last year he gave me a little more than usual. And he said, you know, take this, do it, you know, do what you feel you need to do with it. And I, I was just at a loss and I stopped and I, I, I thought about it. I strategized. I, you know, I prayed over it and I said, you know, I have to, I have to be willing to take that jump. You know, it, uh, come back to a quote from Steve Harvey talking about getting to success. And he said, you know, you have to be willing to jump. You can't, you can't be successful on the ledge. And so I went for it. And so, you know, I've got to give it my all because I can't, I can't let folks down. It's not my thing.
0: Awesome, man. Well, look, that does it for us, guys. Thank you for joining us on the Living Corporate Podcast. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Living Corporate, Twitter at Corp underscore pod, and subscribe to our newsletter through Living-Corporate.com. If you have a question you'd like for us to answer on the show, make sure you email us at Podcast at gmail.com. You've been listening to Nick Bailey, editor-in-chief of Black Texas Magazine. Peace.